The first time that I ever squirted, I thought I had peed. Yeah. yeah I yeah. was mortified. I kind of crouched down and I, I yeah. gave it a little smell and I was like, it doesn't smell like pee. And then I started thinking, was that, was that squirting? Welcome to Two Hot Wives, a podcast where two friends in open marriages explore the exciting world of unconventional sex. Hey, hotties. I'm Kat. And I'm Ams. And we're the two hot wives. We're back. We're back, bitches. I know you've missed us so much. I've missed us. I have too. We were very busy during break. We were talking to a lot of amazing, smart, and sexy women about different topics for season three. It's going to be a really good season. What I love about the women that we talk to is they're all incredibly smart, incredibly well-versed on issues of sexuality and sexy as fuck, but mm-hmm. not like like dumb porn star sexy, right. like amazingly smart sexy. They're absolutely experts in their field. Yeah, for sure. So we are super excited to share their wisdom with you because as you know, we are not experts. That's right. We're enthusiastic amateurs. So you can learn along with us about all of these awesome topics, Mm -hmm. like today's topic, which is squirting. Squirting. (laughs) I think squirting is one of those sex topics that everybody has an opinion on, but nobody knows any like real facts about Mm it. It's very hard to find information on the internet that's legit. There's a lot of misinformation out there. And there's a lot of conflicting information. Even when you go to medical websites or, Mm -hmm. you know, websites that that are supposed to know. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah, yeah. It's supposed you, to be an authority yeah. on it. I, I found all kinds of mixed up information. When we talk later mm-hmm. in the episode with our subject matter expert, Lola Jean, the squirting queen, who is fantastic. <laughs> she was great. She talks a lot about the fact that there are no good, like, peer-reviewed studies on the issue of squirting. So it's all anecdotal, but we're going to take some of those anecdotes and hopefully bring some sexy knowledge, sexy wisdom to the bedroom. Before we talk about your fantastic drink, what is going on? What what have we got going on? Some really awesome events coming up. Yes. My favorite PCAP is coming up in Palm Springs. Yeah. Podcast-a-palooza. Have you ever been to Palm Springs? I have, but it's been a lot I don't know, of time. 15 years. I have too. Podcast of Palooza is the first official event that we went to as the two hot mm-hmm. wives. And it will always be, oh, always holds special. a little special yeah. spot in my heart. You really shouldn't miss it. It's such a cool place to meet people who, like you, love to listen to sex positive podcasts. It is an incredibly well informed, welcoming, group of Mm -hmm. people. Kate does a phenomenal job. Kate is amazing. She really goes all out. The themes are fantastic. The decorations are always good. It's very organized. There's security. It's it's really, really well run. Yeah. 
For sure. Kate is the the co-host of uh, Wanderlust Swingers podcast. Mm -hmm. She's funny. She's passionate about what she does. And she throws just the most amazing theme parties. And you know how much we love theme parties. (laughs) And the last time we were there, I mean, everybody had like side events going on, right? Yes. Yeah. I mean, it's a really invested group of people. Mm -hmm. So people were hosting cool Mm pre-party events. So just the nicest people you can meet. I felt like we knew people. Yeah. I felt like we already knew people when we got there. Yes. It was very comfortable. So please, please join us in early June for Podcast of Palooza. We'll have uh, a link to booking in our show notes, and you can also find it on our website, twohotwives.com. We love an opportunity to meet our listeners. When it happens, it is as much fun for us as it is for you. (laughs) It's actually the first couple of times I was a little taken aback, like I was a little surprised and and, kind of don't know what to say, but. Yeah, we're over that now. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. So Podcast of Palooza is coming up. We are also traveling to Desire Desire. at the end of July. Yeah, July mostly. July into August. You're right. Mostly August. And we have booked the Bliss Cruise for November. All three of these events are an opportunity that you can come and meet us and hang with us. So if you are interested in joining, check out our events page on twohotwives.com or the show notes for links to the events. All right. Anything else going on in our life that hmm. we want to No. 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 We're just getting ready to do Hanging a out. lot of sexy homework. Yeah. It sounds fun and sexy. And most of the time it is, but, <laughs> but it can be a lot of work. Sometimes it's a job. Yeah. That's right. It's a tough job. It's the job that Mr. Cat and Mr. Ams really love, though. Oh, my gosh. Mr. Ams was like, tell me about the homework for squirting. I can't wait. Mr. Cat is super excited. Yeah. And I do think this is one where the guys are, like, super pumped up at Mm -hmm. the idea, maybe more so than than we are, (laughs) about this particular topic. But before we get into it, Kat, what is this delicious beverage that we are drinking? We are drinking the... Mango rum spritzer. I like a spritzer. I yes, I, did I did. You're so clever. <laughs> so fucking smart. Uh, well, <laughs> it's um, it's mango puree, mm-hmm. uh, a little bit of pineapple juice, rum, of course. Yeah. And I couldn't find regular rum, but they have mango rum. That's so weird. I feel like maybe rum is like a seasonal liquor <laughs> and they only bring it out in the summer. Well, they had mango rum, so I, I opted for that. Sure. And uh, a little pop soda. Yeah. Yeah. I love I love anything mango. Did you know mango is the most popular fruit in the world? I did not know that. Yeah. I would have thought it'd be like apples <laughs> or bananas. Right? No, it's mango. mango. Yeah. Well, it is in season right now. Yes. So that's why I chose it. It's delicious. It's mm-hmm. really juicy and refreshing, and especially with the, the spritz. Mm-hmm. And I'll put out the recipe on social media and on our website. Love it. Mm-hmm. And with our cocktails. We need some hot tails. So this hot tail takes place at Desire. Yes. We felt like for the beginning of season three, we needed a very special, sexy, super hot hot mm-hmm. tail. And this one involves us both. It does. This, uh, uh, dare I say, this was an orgy. Uh-huh. And a really good. The best orgy, orgy. I've 
ever had. Yeah. In fact, not to to give away what's happening, but at one point, one of the participants and I were, were sitting on the couch taking a little break and he turned to me and said, is this the first orgy you've ever had? And I said, well, not exactly. It's the best orgy <laughs> I've ever had. Yeah, there was that accidental orgy. There, there was. There, there's mm-hmm. been a, an orgy Couple, here or there. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. But my memory, this this happened in July. So mm-hmm. my memory is a little bit fuzzy on I the remember orgy. exactly. Okay. <laughs> Mr. Cat and I had met a really hot couple, mm-hmm. and the two of you had met a really hot couple. Yes. And so the eight of us seemed to really be hanging out with each other a lot, at the pool, on the dance floor, just always around each other. Yeah. And that was a lot of fun. Mm-hmm. So we're in the pool, and we're all kind of hanging out, and you come up to us, and you're about to go get a massage. And you said, I'm going to go get a massage, and afterwards, I think we should have an orgy. <laughs> and then you go, uh, just kidding. Unless you guys want to do that. And then I'm totally not kidding. <laughs> That's right. Unless you're into that. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what you said. And and then you you turned around and you went and got your massage. <laughs> and we were like, hey, I think that sounds like a great idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. No, I, I was went to get the massage, but like over my shoulder, I'm like, and if we do this, bring snacks. That's right. Because I knew I wasn't going to have time you know Mr. for Cat lunch. Mr. is going to bring snacks. Well, that's true. Always. He is really good about bringing snacks. But yeah, they went so all out. They got pizza. They did. So yeah, I left and got a mm-hmm. massage. So I was gone for like an hour and a half. What happened between me being gone and then coming back? Oh, well, we all kind of took a break and got showered up. <laughs> you got cleaned up. But before we did that, I did have a little fun in the pool. Oh, did you? Oh, yeah. I had Mr. Cat and the cowboy philosopher yeah. and Mr. Ams all around me and kissing me and Ooh. touching me in the pool in front of everybody. <laughs> that was really, really that hot. That is hot. It was really hot. But you know what? One of the things I really like about desire is raunchy, Mm-mm. crazy play does not happen at the pool. And it was not like that at all. It was just sexy and fun and, oh, yeah, yeah, it was good. Yeah. that So like kissing, flirting, mm-hmm. all of that is fun. I enjoy seeing yep. that. If somebody is like jumping on the side of the pool to give oral sex, I'm like, oh, I'm out. There's not <laughs> enough chlorine in the world. Right. But the sort of flirty and, and three guys. Totally unexpected. We just happened to be standing there and they just came over to me and oh that's that's awesome (laughs) my my recollection of of hanging out at the pool was there was a lot of that like two guys at once kind of giving a little bit of attention or three Mm -hmm. guys at once and I would be standing in the pool with a drink in my hand and have one guy on either side of me and they would both have an arm sort of wrapped around my waist or my Mm -hmm. back and they'd be stroking and tickling and all that stuff but like trying to avoid each other's <laughs> so one would be kind of up near my shoulder blades right. and one was kind of down at the top of my butt and then they would like switch but they didn't really want to touch <laughs> <Right>. each other <laughs> it was very cool though the guys all straight and but yeah. like they're very cool about very comfortable with each other touching yeah. so yeah. it was it was good all right so i went to get the massage mm-hmm. and at some point i got a message like meet us in uh room whatever right. which was cowboy philosopher and his beautiful wife's mm-hmm. room and i remember their room they had a different room than we did mm-hmm. different layout yeah it was big 
And their bed was up on a like a platform, a couple yes. of steps up, like it was like a stage. It was like oh, a stage, yeah. and it had um, pillars. pillars. Yep. It, so it yep. it all it was all like framed out, and it even had like seating so that you could watch the stage. Do you remember yes. the sofa and the love seat and little chair? Yes. So there was a lot of areas where you could be and you could watch and you could do all kinds of different things. Yes. Yeah. So it's a perfect space mm-hmm. to do this and. Your, the couple that you guys were closer with, they were pretty experienced. Yeah. Like how this was their room. It was their room, but mm-hmm. they've also been engaging yeah. in lifestyle play mm-hmm. for years and years and years. Right. The couple that right. we you guys in, met were not very experienced. I like to call them the ingenues. They're adorable. They're so cute and they're so <laughs> young. They really are pushing they're like yummy. my limit. Super yummy. Of like my age uh-huh, limit. Uh-huh. Thank God they're old souls. But <laughs> Um, oh yeah, you tell yourself whatever you need to. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Yeah, Mrs. yeah you Robinson. go, you go. That, that's a good one. I like that. I'm going to use that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. They're old they're souls. Old souls. Yeah. Super hot, sexy couple, but mm-hmm. very, very new. And we didn't want to break them. No. So we started slow. That's right. We didn't. We played the game. We played the game. Right. So we've mentioned this game before. Game of lifestyle. It can be a very fun icebreaker activity if everybody that you're in the same space with are kind of okay playing Mm -hmm. with each other, but it's hard to get things started. And it was good for this group, Mm -hmm. I think, because we all were comfortable with each other. We all knew each other, but we we needed a little transition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Especially for our new couple. For the ingenues. Yeah. So we, we played the game and it builds in intensity. So mm-hmm. one flame is really basic. Like maybe you give somebody a little kiss or maybe you take off an item of clothing. It's basically like spin the bottle right. kind of level of stuff. And and then it goes up to three or four flames and those get really intense. I've never played it where you get past like one or two rounds of right. three flames before you're just like, okay, we're, we've warmed up That's sufficiently. Right. Yeah. So, so what are some of the things you remember from? Well, I remember as we're playing the game, I think that the guy of the new couple mm-hmm. looked over at Mr. Mr. Ams and was like, you guys are doing this for us, right? <laughs> the kinky out the game. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. We're holding your hand. <laughs> mm-hmm. But I think as as it went around, I think, you know, I was sitting next to the cowboy philosopher mm-hmm. and I don't remember where anybody else was. <laughs> um, but I remember thinking, too, that I need to share him. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I wanted to be with the other guy as well and Mr. Cat. So, and Mr. Ams, of course, there were four. Four yes. to choose from. But I didn't want to be stingy because I had already been with the cowboy philosopher. Right, right, and right. And I, I was like, Ams, you got to try, you got to try <laughs> you this because he's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. It, there was a really interesting dynamic of like everybody just kind of taking care of each other mm-hmm. and making sure everybody's having a good time so that the pace started out kind of slow it built to a very high level of intensity. Mm-hmm. I remember at one point I was completely naked. Maybe we were still playing the game. I don't know, but I was completely <gasps> naked and I stood at the oh foot gosh. of the bed and I put either hand on the <laughs> yes, pillars and I'm just like posing oh. naked at the foot of the bed and I felt like a total goddess. sex goddess. You looked like a goddess. I was like, I am that about to fuck all of these four guys, and I don't feel badly about it uh-uh. at all. I'm fucking amazing. It was 
incredible. Hot. It was yeah. hot, hot, hot. Yeah. And we did so um so the Yasha News had been at the beginning of their trip to desire a soft swap couple, which for those of you who don't know what that term means, they had never had penetrative sex right. with another couple as part of their open marriage play. But we broke them in. Yeah, for we you broke guys. them in. Yeah. <laughs> You're welcome. Yeah. So we had played with them like the day before, mm-hmm. or maybe two days before. And uh we knew about their boundary. Mm-hmm. And they sort of walk in the door and and he says to me, We've talked about it and we're in for the full on sex. <laughs> Okay, so we're going to have the full-on sex. The full-on sex. I'm in for the full-on sex. None Uh, of that halfway No, no, no. We're we're going all the way with you guys. We felt very honored. (laughs) Yeah, so the the orgy was Mm -hmm. like penetrative sex between four. I got to be with him as well. Partners, yes. That's awesome. Yes. And I I got a little bit of time at the Cowboy Philosopher, but not... Probably enough. Well, there were four. I know. You know, four people, so. I know. <laughs> yeah. Well, next time. <laughs> <laughs> Do, anything else that you remember from uh-huh. that experience? Oh, tell me. Mm-hmm. Tell so me, tell me. there was a point a little later in the play where I was on top of the cowboy philosopher, mm-hmm. and I looked over, and his wife was giving Mr. Cat a blowjob mm. on the chair or on the on the sofa there. And she was telling him to watch us because we were on the bed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was so hot. And when Mr. Cat told me about it later, I mean, I could see what she was doing, but I didn't hear what she said to him. But she was telling him, like, you should watch them while I give you a blowjob. He loved it. Oh, I can only imagine. And I mean, I I looked over and I could see he was watching us, of course. So I'm playing. (laughs) I'm having fun. (laughs) Putting on a little show for him. It was a lot of fun. That is fun. That is fun. Yeah. So I remember near the end, I had told Mr. Ams and Mr. Cat that I kind of liked the idea of being with a, a guy and having him orgasm and then like immediately being with another guy. Oh. Like that felt really hot to me, which is bizarre, right? Because I don't love semen, right. but it's in a condom. So who, who cares? I love that feeling mm-hmm. of when a guy's inside of you and he orgasms. Like So Mr. Cat went first? So Mr. Cat was like, do you want me to orgasm? And then you can be with the ingenue. Oh, okay. And I was like, I think that might freak him out. <laughs> <laughs> Let's save that for the next orgy. <laughs> So we did not do that. We have since then done that. But um, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we didn't want to break them. No. 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 Baby steps. Yeah. Um, so amazing, amazing experience. And this was at a time in uh, the whole uh, roller coaster that has been this pandemic where all of us were vaccinated. All of us. No, we weren't boosted yet. But all of us were vaccinated. Mm-hmm. All the rules were going away. Right. And we're like, woohoo, we're going to have to worry about anything. Time. Yeah. And then 48 hours after yeah. the orgy, everyone's like, all had COVID. oh, it feels so good. <laughs> and I remember Mr. Ams yeah. called us and he said, well, I got COVID. And I was like, oh, I have a cold. <laughs> no, you I were guess like, I don't have a cold. Maybe I have COVID. <laughs> you were on the phone. I was all sniffly, yeah. <laughs> I was, you were on speaker and I heard yep. you and you're like, oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like, you don't 
sounds so good. Yeah. You're like, yeah, I have a cold. Yeah. <laughs> Denial is a no, very powerful. Like I even remember looking at the test. I looked at Mr. Ams's test because mm-hmm. he was the first one to test positive. And you see that line. And I was like, no, that no can't way. be right. It's broken. You <laughs> got a broken vaccinated. test. <laughs> We've been vaccinated. That's not yeah. fair. Yeah. Little did we know that the breakthrough Delta. rates at the time were like crazy. It was when we came back from that trip yeah, yeah, yeah. that all the news was talking about how people were getting it anyway. Right. So. Right. So we were in the vanguard mm-hmm. of the Delta infection. Um, but, uh, you know. It was worth it. I kind of liked that we all got it at the same time. That's right. Get it out of the way. Boom, boom, boom. I mean, if we'd have gotten it consecutively, that would have been terrible. I'm just glad we didn't get stuck in Mexico. (gasps) And I'm glad that we didn't get really, really sick. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No, thank God for vaccinations. That's right. Because none of us got super sick. Super sick. Yeah. Yeah. So that was the COVID orgy, and it was totally worth it. <laughs> it was totally worth it. <laughs> totally worth the whole it. trip was totally worth yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. It was an amazing trip. Okay. Let's take a little break. And then we'll come back and talk about squirting. So, Kat, what the fuck is squirting? Well, I'll tell you. Uh, squirting is not the same thing as female ejaculation. Did you know that? Tell me more. So squirting is like the expulsion of fluid from mm-hmm. the vaginal area of vulva owners during mm-hmm. sex. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't mean that you're absolutely having a fabulous time and you're going to orgasm at the same time. Yeah. It doesn't mean that you've had female ejaculate happen. It, it, it just is squirting. It's just fluid coming out. So... So it's kind of an umbrella term. Yes. Okay. Yeah, it is. So female ejaculate comes from the skein's glands. So tell me more about the skein's glands because I've heard this mentioned Mm -hmm. before. So the skein's glands are actually kind of known as like the female prostate. Okay. It's it's kind of equivalent tissue and and the substance that comes out is kind of the same as as semen a little bit. Um, Without the seeds. Yeah. (laughs) Without the swimmers. Yeah. So the skein's glands are these two pea-sized glands that are located up by the urethra. Okay. And in that same area, either behind or um, in between, is the G-spot. And that's on the anterior wall of the vagina. So yeah, the- it's a couple inches in, but it's on the on the front. Front wall of the vagina. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It feels a little spongy, right? That area? Yeah. For, yeah. Uh, it does for me. Does it feel spongy for you? Yeah. Yeah. It does. Okay, so the skein's glands expel what? That's what is known as female ejaculate. Okay. It's like a milky, silky kind of substance. It can be a lot. It can be a little. It can happen. It cannot happen. It doesn't matter. Yeah. It's all normal. Some women, it happens and some it doesn't. I think I read somewhere, too, that not every woman has skein's glands, and sometimes they're really, really tiny. So I think anatomy varies a lot Mm -hmm. for women on that. Okay, so that's female ejaculate. What about, like, the massive amounts of fluid that you might see in a porn video? Like, what is that? Where is that coming from? It comes from the bladder. Okay. So the squirting actually does come out of the urethra. Okay, okay. And they've done – there was a study – but it didn't have a lot of people. I mean, it didn't have a big size. Sure, sure, sure. Um, but they did an ultrasound of the bladder 
empty an empty bladder mm-hmm. and they could see that it was empty and then during sex it filled with fluid mm-hmm. and then after sex it was empty again mm. okay so, so coming- i mean it's yeah it's definitely coming from the bladder yeah it's sort of like diluted pee and yes. it can include some of the secretions from the vagina the secretions from the skein's glands yeah that's what makes it different but it seems to be uh, more diluted, like it's it's more less liquidy. urea, it's more, less yeah. yeah. It usually doesn't have the same color. Yeah, it's more clear. At, at least that's what I read a lot of. Right, you know, a lot of women. That's what they reported. Yeah, well, and that, I've seen that. Right, it looks different. It smells different. It's it's, but it's coming from your bladder, right. and right. it has some pee in it. Right, it's usually, or or people think it's usually from stimulation of the G spot that makes it happen. Right, mm-hmm. but. It, it doesn't have to be. And it doesn't always accompany an orgasm. Right. Sometimes uh, it's it's stimulation of that area and the clitoris at the same time. But there are women who can squirt from just clitoris, from just stimulating the clitoris. Yeah. So, yeah. And it doesn't always accompany an orgasm. Yeah. And you can have an orgasm without squirting or with squirting. They can also happen at separate times. You can squirt and then later you can have an orgasm. So my big question on the issue of squirting is why is it such a big fucking deal? I don't know. I don't think it is. Yeah. I mean, I used to think that it wasn't even a real thing. Oh, well, I guess I thought it's just pee, (laughs) you know? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I don't know. I didn't really look into it any more than that. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't ever think about it until... I heard everybody kind of talking about it. Yeah. A lot. If I have definitely experienced partners either with me or with someone else. And if a woman squirts, they're so excited. It's like, <laughs> oh my gosh, I did something right. This is so amazing. I remember being with one partner where his wife squirted for the first time. Wow. And it was like... Christmas Day. He was so (laughs) happy to witness that. And she was excited too? She was very quiet about Uh it. Yeah. Did did she say that she had had an orgasm? No. No? No. I don't know what was going on in her head. She's a Hmm. bit of a sphinx. She's very quiet. But um, maybe for people who watch a lot of pornography Mm -hmm. or who kind of learn sex through porn, have this like idea in their head right that's unrealistic is, yeah. expectation of what it's supposed to be like it's supposed to squirt across the room or right you know it's supposed to be this big crazy gushing exactly old faithful yeah every you know 30 seconds or something yeah and that's never been my experience with squirting speaking of your experience have you ever had have you ever squirted so it's interesting that you should ask that question because, yes, I have squirted. Um, but in preparation for this episode, we were talking with Mr. Cat, Mr. Cat and Mr. Ams. And I was like, yeah, I've only squirted three times or something because uh, that's the only time I knew it had happened. Mm-hmm. And he's like, that's not true. <laughs> Mr. Cat was like, no, mm-hmm. you squirted the other day. And I, I think – you, you don't necessarily know because it is not this huge monumental stream of fluid. For some, it might be. Sure, sure. But a lot of people, you just you, gush. You gush or you it just kind of 
dribbles mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. And uh, he had been going down on me and I just didn't even know. It's all wet down there anyway. Mm-hmm. And I had no clue. So yes, but the only time I knew that it had happened was because I was standing up either like over the bed or at one point I was being restrained with my arms over my head and stuff. Mm-hmm. So gravity kind of made it a lot more obvious. It mm-hmm. sort of fell out of me. So if you're laying down, you may squirt or gush or whatever mm-hmm. and just not even know it. How about you? So the first time that I ever squirted, I thought I had peed. Yeah. Oh, me too. Yeah, I yeah. was mortified. I, oh. although I didn't let on <laughs> that yeah. I even knew what happened. I, I, I kind of, I kind of crouched down and I, I yeah. gave it a little smell and I was like, it doesn't smell like pee. Yeah. Yeah, okay, yeah. yeah. Maybe that's not what it was. And then I started thinking, huh, was that, was that squirting? I didn't know at the time that gushing was considered squirting. Right. So even like until recently, I didn't think that I squirted. Right. And I still don't really think of it as squirting. I mean, it didn't feel like anything different. Right. It was it didn't accompany orgasm. I mean, yeah. it kind of did. I mean, it happened during the whole thing. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And it it happened towards the end. Mm-hmm. And I had an orgasm, but I don't think they were necessarily linked, linked completely together. And uh, the first time it happened, I was not excited about it at yeah. all. Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. I just thought I had peed. But then- the smell wasn't there, so yeah, I knew it was. I knew it was something else, but I didn't consider it squirting. Yeah, so absolutely the same. The first time it mm-hmm. happened, I was bent over the bed, and it happened, and I thought I had peed myself. I was with Mister Ams at the time, mm-hmm. and I sort of excused myself to the bathroom as quickly as possible, just to kind of clean <laughs> up because it's running down my legs right. and all this stuff, and I, you know. And uh, he didn't know until afterwards, and his clothes had been on the ground, and they were all wet. <laughs> so it, um, yeah, it didn't he squirted all over his clothes. <laughs> yeah, it didn't feel like orgasmic. Mm-hmm. It did feel like a release, um, and it felt completely involuntary. Mm-hmm. So it, uh, I'm really curious to explore how to be more intentional about it. Well, you know, there is such a thing as coital incontinence. Yeah. And that's just a loss of bladder control. While you're having sex. Yes. Yeah. And I don't, I don't feel like it was that. No. Like that's different. Yeah. That can happen at any time during sex and you don't have to be excited at all. Sure. Where I think the gushing or the squirting usually comes with a level of excitement. Of pleasure. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Coital incontinence is a form of stress incontinence where Mm -hmm. your body's undergoing something, right? It could be sneezing. It could be dancing. It can be jumping jacks. It can be orgasm. And you lose- Or not orgasm. Or not orgasm. Yeah. And you lose control of your bladder, which can be really challenging for women who experience it. So mm-hmm. if um, if that's what you think you're experiencing, like go see your doctor. The, there are things that you can do, pelvic floor exercises, even surgery, mm-hmm. if you need that to- strengthen the the walls of the bladder right. or the urethra. I don't know. I'm not a pull it I'm not up. a urologist, but to to help with incontinence issues. People don't talk about that enough right. because they're embarrassed, embarrassed and it's all like it's it's exactly. sex and pee at the same time. Ugh. Um but it's a big problem for a lot of people. It gets in the way of their sex life. So if that's something you're experiencing, go see your doctor. Tell them Ams and cat said, <laughs> this is something you this should nip be in the thing. bud. Yeah. And it's something that you can probably fix. It, or, or at least make substantially better. Better. Right. Yeah. I think we should do a bonus episode on 
pelvic floor strength. Mm. Is that yeah. super well, sexy? But I feel like it's important and informative. So there was a time when, uh, you know, after you have babies, yeah, you yeah. have two, yeah. um, where, you know, you can just be walking and you have to sneeze and it, it, it comes out. You I can't, can't do jumping jacks anymore. <laughs> like pre-babies I could. I uh-huh. can't do it now. Mm-mm. But uh, I was very interested in stopping that from happening. Sure. So I, I got this little device. I think it's mm-hmm. called an LV. Okay. Um, but it's like a little, it looks like a sex toy, mm-hmm. but it's not a sex toy. And you put it inside you and it's connected to your phone and you sort of, do the exercise. It tells you how it's how you're supposed to do it, and it measures whether you're doing it right. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. it was interesting because I thought I was doing Kegel exercises. Mm-mm. No, I wasn't doing them right. And so this little gadget like helped me to learn how to do it right, and now I can do it all the time. I love that, and it helped a lot. I love that. That is a cool idea. I'm going to look into that. And I do Kegel exercises when I'm like getting my nails done. Sure. <laughs> or, you know, just when you're when you're getting your hair done, when you're doing something where you can't do anything else. Yeah. So one interesting little tidbit that I learned about Kegel exercises, I think from the ladies over at Shameless Sex, was you want to think about an elevator, right? You go up mm-hmm. a floor, up a floor, up a floor, and you're just tightening. But they also talk about going to the basement. And so the idea of relaxing, releasing, even bearing down a little bit, mm-hmm. I I have found that I wasn't doing that before. I was just working on tightening everything mm-hmm. up. But practicing that full release as well has been very helpful if you want to experiment with squirting. So something to think about cool. if you're stuck in line or getting your nails done or something, maybe <laughs> practice your kegels, go down to the basement. Uh-huh. <laughs> Okay. Well, that's enough about incontinence. One question that comes up a lot, can all women or vulva owners do it? Yeah. And I think the big answer might be, who cares? That's a really good, (laughs) that's a good way of answering that question. Because when I have spoken to people who, who do it or read about it, it doesn't seem like it makes any difference. For their their, pleasure. their pleasure or Mm -hmm. orgasm. And I'm sure there are... some women who do experience more pleasure yeah. and a stronger orgasm. I think it kind of depends. Everybody's different. Yeah. I, yeah. My take on it, and, and I, you're absolutely right. Who fucking cares? Right. If you can do this and you enjoy doing it, great. I have, in doing the research for the episode, heard people or or saw people saying that it's a super intense and pleasurable experience for mm-hmm. them. It takes their orgasm over the top. It um, is an experience that they have right after orgasm. So it's like orgasm happens. And then if they keep going, if they keep stimulating themselves, then they they squirt. And, and it's almost like this prolonged experience. Mm. So I think for some people, it is incredibly pleasurable. And for other people, like I've not experienced a high level of pleasure associated with squirting. I haven't either. Yeah, I, I, it doesn't seem like it matters. I, I don't even me. know that it's happening half right. the time. Right. So, um, uh, you yeah, I'm definitely not doing it on purpose. Right, right. So I, I think it's interesting to explore. I think it's interesting for anybody who's curious about how their body works and the cool things that it can do to explore. Mm-hmm. But it may or may not lead to something that's super pleasurable for you. Well, and as much as we want to find out all about it, we also want to say like. Maybe it's not that big a deal. 
Like That's, maybe we don't need to care so much about it. Right. Whether you can do it or you you can't, it's all normal. <laughs> That's right. That's right. Everything's normal. And it might not matter because yeah. it's all about your pleasure anyway. Right. Right. Uh, so I, I think that's absolutely the way that we should approach this. It's not about the destination. It's about, it's about the, the journey. journey. Yeah. <laughs> so, all right. We have learned a certain amount of stuff about squirting from the internet and mm -hmm. from our friends' experience. Should we talk to a subject matter expert mm -hmm. uh, to learn all things squirting? Lola Jean, the squirting queen. This woman is amazing and smart and sexy. So Fun to talk to, too. Oh, yeah. yeah. So let's bring her into the conversation. We are back with Lola Jean, the squirting queen. Lola, how are you? It's I'm so good. good to meet you. Hi, I'm good. Welcome. I'm currently dry. I am indoors. <laughs> <laughs> Is it raining where you're at? Or are we talking about Oh, squirting? no. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> We're talking about squirting and then also on the mind is love. One of the, the things that I run is something called Seven Days of Domination and it's a quarterly educational series and we always have a theme and this theme for April happens to be April showered. So everything has a fluid theme to it. So it That's is on perfect. the mind. I yeah. love that. That I is love perfect. That. We'll make sure to include some details about that program yeah. in our show notes. So let's dive right in. What is squirting? Squirting is something we care too much about. No uh, shit. I, know that, I know I make my livelihood on it and all of that, but it's, uh, you know, it's, it's the fascination with it never ends. Um, so what squirting is, is, is it expulsion of fluid from the vulva vaginal area area, typically during experience of sexual pleasure, not necessarily orgasm. Um, but for a lot of people, it feels good, but not for all. So for some people, it might just be something that's happening with their body. I tend to think that there are two camps of people, those who this is how their body expresses themselves when they experience pleasure or when they experience some sort of what, whatever it may be, that's how their body says, Hey, what's up. Um, but for other people, it happens during like a certain type of simulation or some certain position or something that has to happen. So usually people fall within one of those two camps. Hmm. And I've always seen it like on porn, it's always squirting like across the room. It's very, it's very dramatic, big, very dramatic. Is, yeah. is it always like that? Or what, how would you describe like how it presents? You know, that's a really common question and concern I get is some people think like, oh, well, it didn't shoot across the room. So it must not be squirt. And like, it doesn't matter how far it goes. Squirt can like dribble, trickle, fall. I would say, honestly, 90, 95% of the time for me, it's not squirting across a room. It's just falling out like the floodgates have opened. Mm -hmm. uh, the only time that it will shoot out is usually if something has been blocking my vaginal canal and it like there's a lot more force behind it. Or sometimes if it's like a really intense kind of simulation with a toy. Uh, and usually when it happens, I was like, that was crazy. <laughs> like, because that point is kind of like crazy circus tricks almost. But um, yeah, it doesn't have to eject for it to be considered squirt. If fluid came out of your body and it felt good, that's probably what it was. Hmm. 
I like that. I yeah. like that definition. So is there a difference between this general category of squirting and female ejaculation? So some researchers like to define female ejaculation as this uh, like viscous, milky white substance similar to that of semen. And that being something in like, you know, the same kind of volume amount as semen and something that occurring with orgasm. However, ejaculate is also a verb. And I am totally fine with using that and squirting interchangeably. But technically they are they are different things. Um, but I I'm fine with using them interchangeably because because of the verbiage. Okay. And and what does the fluid consist of? What could be in that, whether it's ejaculate or squirting, what is it made up of? So before, before we get there too, I just want to like call the elephant in the room, which is about, you know, squirting research. And I'm giving my best air quotes for research because a lot of the research that's done there is like, firstly, research is a white man's game and in (laughs) general, and it's, it's not the best indicator of everything, especially sexually speaking. Um, but a lot of these studies that have been done on squirting, look into them. How many people were in that study? Is 12 people? Cool. That's right. not a study. Um, like, what was the control? Can everyone in here squirt? Like, how long have they been doing this? Are we just trying to do one movement? It's it's really, really difficult. And I'm not trying to completely shit on research. It is very, very difficult to study this. And I think if we're going to study this, we need to study just people who reliably squirt instead of having these controls of people who we're not sure they just did it this one time or something like that. Right. And if they were going to make a pill to make a squirt, then there probably would be a right. lot of there's, research, right? That, that's right. There's not enough, like <sighs> they're not going to make money. They're not going to make money off of, off of doing yeah, a study why, on squirting. Who gives a shit? What? Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, what was the question that I veered <laughs> off? Wait, wait, what does it consist of? Yeah. So what, what's in the fluid? I, I think, and, and another elephant in a room, like we're in a zoo right now, um, is, is it just pee, right? That's a, a question that we mm-hmm. hear a, from a lot of people. Is squirting just peeing? And you know what, with that, I, I'm never, no one's ever going to stop asking me that no matter how many times I answer it. And I don't think they really want me to answer it. I think they just want to shout what they feel into the void. So Mm -hmm. I usually just tell them, why do you like, why do you care? Um, but it's, you know, squirt is squirt. That's why we call it squirt. Otherwise we would call it sexy P. Uh, but for what, for what is in it, it differs from person to person. It differs from day to day, um, of, of when they have been able to study it, it does have different chemical compounds than urine. Um, there is some urea and uric acid in it. Also creatinine, um, also prostate specific antigen, but mm-hmm. guess what? There's also some urea and, and, and uric acid that's in pre-com as well. So it's just because it's a part of it doesn't mean it's the same fluid. Mm-hmm. And I can, t- I firstly, I'm very good at peeing on people. I do it a lot. Um, <laughs> and I can tell you that this is a different bodily experience and the people that drink it can tell you it's a different fluid as oh. well too. So they, they are, they are two separate things. I know my body. And at the end of the day, it's just like, why, why are we carrying any kind of sexual fluid carries its own risk as far as consumption goes that can, you know, that can be safely done, but there also are, you know, risks that are involved with it as well too, but plenty of people enjoy these things. And, and anecdotally speaking, I've also like, I don't think I can pee as much as I squirt. I squirt an (laughs) insane amount. Mm -hmm. And sometimes I've like squirted so much. And then I had a full pee afterwards. Like, what is that? Sure. 
Sure. So what about the first time you squirted? What, what was that like? Did it happen spontaneous? Did you plan it? Did you try to make it happen? So the first time that someone squirts, usually they're not going to know what happened until someone alerts them of that. Mm. So I can talk about the first time I knew I squirted, but there might've been times before that, that sure. I did, but I wasn't aware. Like I, I always think back to this. Um, I think it was maybe my first like partnered orgasm. Um, but I remember, I remember commenting on how wet it was, but like, was that squirt or was it not? I don't know. I'm not sure. Cause I wasn't really aware of it then. Mm-hmm. The first time I was made aware was, um, it was a partner that I was with and he was very blessed with the tongue. Very good at oral. <laughs> um, God well, love him. Wow. That's so great. <laughs> uh, I, I remember at, I'm like, I was like, I need to know for my own sake, please tell me whatever technique that you use on me. And he was like, the Hebrew alphabet's a great alphabet. I'm like, you did the motherfucking alphabet. <laughs> that is not what it Come was. On. You know that. <laughs> um, so but was it backwards? <laughs> right? <laughs> That's really talented. It was right to left. Uh, <laughs> uh, just, just go fuck lefties. Um, but, but he was going down on me and I guess I had squirted and he comments. He was like, Oh, you squirted. Is that something you do? And I'm so grateful that he presented it in that way where he allowed me to then have my own thoughts and feelings on it instead of just pushing that onto me. Cause I could have been like, yeah, fucking hate it. Um, (laughs) but I was like, I guess so. And he's like, okay, cool. Like that seems to be something that you don't hate or like I can continue doing this. Um, so like, after that, I like fucking destroyed the bed after that. After we were like, oh, this is something she does. And I remember he was like, congratulations, you're a squirter. And for reasons unrelated to that, the next day he broke it off with me and I was basically left with my body can do this thing. I didn't know it could do. And it does it a lot. Uh, and now I can't don't have access to the person who I was doing it with. Um, so as the story goes, I locked myself in my room and I masturbated until I was able to replicate the sensation. And then it was just a series of experiments and, you know, bodily challenges from there. Um, until I realized that, I mean, not only do I have this immense control and understanding of it, but I possess the ability to produce a really large volume. And I'm also someone who like, that's how my body expresses itself and experiences pleasure. And, um, I really hate it. I hate it a lot. I like it too, but I also hate it. I, I, yeah. Why? Sometimes I, like, I just wish that I didn't do it all the time. Or I mean, like right now, my routine for, you know, preparation and mess cleanup and all that is put a puppy pad down. And when that fills up, put that away and get a new one down and keep doing that until I give up. Yeah. I admit defeat. Um, and it's just, sometimes I just don't want to do it. And there's always like mental, like in the back of my mind that like, okay, I have to make sure that this isn't going to get messed up or that this isn't going anywhere. Or, like just like all this awareness. And like my partner now is definitely invested in that process. So it's not all on me having to have my brain oh. elsewhere. Um, and there's some, there's like some things you can kind of do to make it not happen as much, but it's, it's really frustrating. And it's even frustrating to be like, uh, you know, if we're traveling somewhere, it's like, we can't fool around here. Cause I don't want to get squirt on everything. It's like, there's yeah. less, unless we're camping, there's a lot of less impromptu things that we can do. Mm. That's really interesting. It's, yeah. it's like it's, uh, King Midas, right? You touch everything. It turns to gold, but then you touch everything. It, it turns, turns to gold. <laughs> Yeah. Touch everything and it turns to squirt. That's yeah. right. <laughs> I love that. Um, leave a little snail trail everywhere. 
Do you think anybody can do it? Do you think everyone has the ability to squirt? Every vulva or vulva owner that they just don't know that they can. Or I think it's something that we can never prove because it's just all it takes is one person. Um, so I think like I think that type of question is a bit too binary. But I think everyone is capable of squirting if they have a coordinated pelvic floor in relationship with their vulva. I don't think if you can't squirt or you don't want to squirt that you're missing out on that much. At the end of the day, a lot of our bodies do things that other bodies can't do. My nipples don't have much sensation in them. Some people can orgasm from having their nipples touch. Mm -hmm, Cool for them. I can't do that. But like focusing on what our bodies can do versus what they can't. And I think there's a lot of feeling like, oh, my body's broken, but some people squirt a lot later in their lives. Some people start squirting after they have kids because they're forced to have this understanding of their vulva because it changed sure. and it's, mm-hmm. and it's going to change again. Um, so they have, they have this, like they're forced to have this newfound relationship with it that they didn't have before. Um, but I, I believe, I mean, I've, I have taught and coached and walked people through a lot. I take a very hands-off approach, both literally and figuratively when it comes to teaching squirting, because it's going to happen on your own time in your own way. And not like this whole one technique to make people squirt thing. Like people have made me bleed when they've done that. A lot of people can find it uncomfortable. Like they're just because it works for a lot of people. doesn't mean it works for everyone. And like, I just don't, I just hate it when my squirting is made about other people because yeah, you can help me and assist in the process, but it's still me and it's still my body. And it doesn't mean you're the best things in sliced bread. And if that's like, you're defining yourself based off of how you make others feel good, then I don't really think it's about other people. I think it's about you. And the same thing goes for like validation of like, this podcast is going to release and there's going to be a bunch of dudes being like, well, I find it really hot and I love it and blah, blah, blah. I don't care. <laughs> yeah. Awesome. Yes, that's right. That's right. Um, so for you personally, because I, I think you've done a really good job of expressing the fact that everybody's different when it comes to um, squirting. Um, for you personally, does it... Um, just come from G-spot stimulation or are there lots of ways in which uh, you might be stimulated that results in squirting? Uh, Firstly, there's a lot of ways you can stimulate the G-spot that aren't manual. And I prefer non-manual stimulation. My G area is very sensitive to like manual touch, like with a hand or a penis, um, just like a lot of other people too. And by engaging with our pelvic floor, which is more than just kegels and contractions. There's three movements the pelvic floor can and should do, which is elongation, relaxation, and contraction. Um, But when the pelvic floor moves, it forms this bowl kind of around the the pelvic area. And it's also able to engage with the clitoris internally that way. It's also for people at penises, it's also able to engage with the prostate internally. Um, But it's also, you know, squeeze one, you squeeze them all. Um, But that's a way that we can have more control over our pleasure and more of a say in that. Cause we can do that no matter if we have vaginal pain, vaginismus, all, all of these other things, we don't have to have anything inserted in us. Um, I would say the most often I squirt from clitoral stimulation, like external or internal, I guess, but mostly external. Cause that's what I like the most. Sure. And you're probably going to squirt from what you like the most, the, where the G spot comes in or where that area comes in is that area just has to be engorged for the squirt to release. 
And there's plenty of ways you can get that area engorged. For some people, yeah, it's their nipples. For some people, talking dirty to them. Um, there was someone who was just messaging me. They're like, I squirt when I like perform oral sex. I'm like, great, cool. That's You, you probably like it a lot. Uh, and it turns you on. And that gets you engorged that way. But I, I would say majority, it's more difficult for me to do it with penetration. Or the penetration has to exit um, in order for this to happen. And that's what, I mean, for me, squirting feels like a release. It feels like I've had this sneeze for like 20 minutes and then I finally get to sneeze or I have an itch I can't reach. And then I finally get the itch or someone else gets it for me or something like that. So there, there's definitely sometimes or some sessions where I'm like, you got to get out of me or this has to get like, this needs to get out of my An body urge. right now. Yeah. yeah. Now you've worked with a lot of people on squirting techniques. Do you find uh, that your students, when they achieve it, that they find it to be pleasurable. I know it's not for everybody, but sort of in your experience, is it pleasurable for most people? Is it annoying? Like what, what are their feelings on it? I think it it largely also depends on when you ask people. So I think when people and myself included, when you first are squirting or learn that you can or start doing it. It is really fun. And you're like, this is the best thing. It's the most intense thing. Talk to me when you've done it for at least a year or a couple years. And when you start to hate it a little bit, and again, it's going to be different for the people who do it in certain situations versus the people who do it all the time as well, too. Um, I think that a lot of people though, do find it underwhelming just because it's been built up so much. And they're Mm -hmm. like, that wasn't any better than an orgasm or I didn't orgasm. And I thought I would, or like, I mean, maybe it would be okay if we didn't build it up so much. Um, but, and some people can really enjoy it, but I think especially like there's the novelty piece of it. Sure. Novelty can make anything infinitely more fun. That doesn't mean that it's the best thing or that we like it. I thought I liked being spanked. Turns out I like the novelty of it and I hate being spanked and I hate pain. Mm-hmm. Um, but mm-hmm. like in the beginning, I thought I did just cause it was something new and naughty or something like that. So I have heard that you are a world record holder in squirting. How does that work? How does, does someone come out and measure that? What, what is that about? So as the story goes applied to Guinness, Guinness is a family organization. They're like, we don't do that. (laughs) Right. And talk to enough people did enough research. I'm like, okay, if I still do it to Guinness standards, I have enough witnesses and journalists, then it will be mine. Cause the thing is, it's like, no one had said it. And I ended up breaking science. So, you know, it's a record because I proved science wrong. They said the (laughs) max amount that someone could squirt was 900 milliliters. And I squirted 1250. Um, So that's 1.25 liters. Wow. And I did this within a one, I did this within a one minute period. The stipulations are only with the assistance of one's person. So meaning just using my hands, no toys, no other people. I did do it without penetrating myself. um, And I didn't orgasm either. Whenever I like do demonstrations, it always shocks people of how fast I do it. Cause I can do it in like four seconds. Um, wow. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> so you had one minute from stimulation until the end or one minute from the beginning of squirting until the end. <laughs> so they, <laughs> that's had, a good question. I did this whole event and I had a drag queen MC it and they were going to start the countdown, but they counted up instead of down. And then I'd be like, Oh, we've started. So then I just went, um, (laughs) so it was just 25 seconds from when they started counting. Wow. Um, I, cause the thing is when I had done, I had, 
I had done like one practice run um, a couple of days before, and I was talking to my friend Tiana, who helped helped measure it um, <laughs> along with another person. And I was like, I don't think I can squirt for an entire minute. Should I like space it out or should I just do it as fast as I can? She's like, just do it as fast as you can. It's probably more impressive that way. I'm like, okay. Um, <laughs> and then for like, you know, just for the adrenaline of everything, it was, you know, faster than it would be otherwise too. Sure. Hmm. I love that you had like a team that you trained with. That's fantastic. <laughs> I mean, I, the thing is like, I didn't really train or prep. It was more of just like, I know I can squirt a lot. I've never measured it. So let's measure this one. I think like without doing any kind of like preparation that I would do for like a squirting performance, which I have done before, uh, I, I think I squirted 750 milliliters in 30 seconds. And I was like, okay, so more time that should be fine. I just wanted to get a leader. That was my goal. Okay. Okay. Uh, Okay. So for our listeners who are curious about exploring their own capacity to squirt, what are some tips and techniques that you would recommend that they try? I recommend learning this yourself via masturbation, because then you don't have to worry about any of our common bodily embarrassments. You don't have to worry about, you know, being queefing, farting, all those fun things. And you can really, I always tell people push your body past what you think it's capable. When our bodies go on autopilot, they can do really beautiful and amazing things. And they're just, they're really fucking cool. Um, Mm -hmm. So I recommend doing this via masturbation. If you ever have squirted before one, you know that your body can do it because it's done it before. I don't care who it was with, how it was done. Your body did it. It can happen. Uh, And then if you remember that sensation, you can, ha- you have a point of reference. You have something that you can try to replicate uh, mm. with any of my technique based classes. And like, honestly, for anyone, for any techniques out there, I always tell people you might like one, you might like 10, you might like none of them. That is fine. It's at least a starting point, And then you can deviate from there and find something that you do. Like, even if it's none of the things I, or someone else has talked about too. Um, you know, there's, there's always things that you can be able to discover with sex. Um, so as you're doing different things that you like, it's experimenting with all those muscle movements. So the contraction, the elongation and the relaxation, and then seeing how that changes your pleasure, because I mean, the, the prep work is going to be kind of fun. You're trying to engorge that G area. And then once it's engorged, it's just a process of trying to figure out how to get it out of your body. And some people, it just happens in like a knee jerk reaction. And for some people, they have to like physically engage with it and do that elongation while they do something that they really like. I always tell people, if you've ever heard the splish splash sound, where it's kind of sloshing around, but you can squirt. You just have to figure out how to get it out of your body. For some people, that's the hardest part because we're taught to keep everything in. Mm -hmm. Um, and it's hard to like have that release and do it. Yeah. That's, I, that's what I've noticed is that you have to relax (laughs) at the end, right? Like you have to let let it go. I hate that word. Cause it's like, it's like, Oh, like if only like relaxing was just like the key to squirting and that's sure. what we all had to do. Um, but for, cause for some people it's not just relaxing. Some people sure. there has like, there's an effort of like getting that out of their, their body pushing. and something that they have to do. Yeah. yeah it's like, a um, but it's not like pushing, like you're peeing. It's like right. pushing, like you're pushing a menstrual cup out of your vagina. Yeah. Like bearing mm. down almost. If yeah. You had yeah. a baby. Yeah. 
Okay. Other, other things. If, so I think masturbation is a great place to start. If, if, um, if two people want to explore squirting as part of partnered play, do you have any advice for them? Yeah. I mean, it's very similar, but like basically instead of like that person's own hands being inside of them, I recommend that with another person and just, you know, doing all of your foreplay, having that kind of simulation for engorgement. And then if you're going to have fingers internal, I always say periodically have your fingers exit and then do something externally because that might give that person room to expel that. And just like speaking with them of when they're feeling like built up and kind of getting to the top of that peak, you can kind of work together to do something that they really like while they experiment with those different muscle movements. Hmm. So lots and lots of foreplay. Yeah. yeah I am a, all lot, for that. a lot of foreplay or yeah, a lot of you can also get one of those air pulsation toys um, because I have to say like your body stands no chance against those things hmm. and it doesn't work for everyone. For a lot of people, like it's kind of a surefire way to not only have a rock star orgasm, but to squirt as well. And I find them to be really fun to do with partners because I squirm. Um, So I like it when other people can kind of hold me down or hold something inside of me or something like that. And it's a whole different experience of someone else using a toy on you than using a toy on yourself. I have to look into that. It, yeah. th- those aren't the sucky toys. You're saying this, yeah. this it is the suck, like the it womanizer and stuff. Yeah, we call okay. them suction toys, but what it's really doing is it's a repetitive air pulsation on the clitoris. Got it. Mm. Okay. I might have to pull pull one out, dust it off, and give that a try. Um yeah, I think we're gonna have some pretty interesting homework. Sexy on this homework. One. Yay. <laughs> Well, Lola Jean, this has been amazing. If our listeners want to find you, where can they find you? What are you working on now? What would you like them to know? Uh, You can find me at lolajean.com. That is my website. That is also my social media handles with the D-O-T spelled out. Um, And that's where you can find a lot of my online classes, a lot of my events and happenings, including my squirting course and including my event Cirque to Squirt um, that... Now I love that. <laughs> it's a, I, and I do perform at that and I, I might be re resetting or defending my record, not because anybody's tried to break it, but just because why not? Uh, <laughs> it's always just, better to compete against yourself, right? That's right. Yeah. Why? I'm very competitive, <laughs> um, but so that is happening twice in New York this year. Um, and probably once in London as well. And yeah, there's, there's always a bunch of like new and wacky shit coming out. I'm working on a bingo night right now. Um, so you can always, you can sign up for my newsletter. It comes out once a month or just follow me on social media. I have a variety of paid and free classes and content. This has been great. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank Lola you so Jean. much. What a pleasure. And we're back. What a cool conversation. I love that chick. Yeah. I loved her perspective on it. Yeah. Like yeah. she, she, it's like, it's no big deal. Mm-hmm. Who cares? Mm-hmm. I also thought it was very interesting that she felt like it was a bit of a burden, yeah. something that she kind of wished her body didn't do right. all the time. And I thought it was interesting that um, she put people into two different categories, those who just squirt as a way of like their body expressing that 
that they're having pleasure. Kind mm-hmm. of like if your nipples get hard or right. your skin flushes. I was flush on my mm-hmm. chest and like that's just her body just squirts when she's feeling turned on. Um, and then there are others, those of us, and I think you and I probably fit into this category that certain types of mm-hmm. stimulation will result just in make squirting. it happen but yeah. it's not we're not doing it intentionally right um so that leads us to sexy mm. homework cat what have you been thinking i'm so excited yeah this just means a lot of sex and a lot of really good stimulating sex. a lot of foreplay right? Right? <laughs> lots and lots of foreplay because what i gathered is it, it, you have to build it up mm-hmm, mm-hmm. the build up is important that's that's awesome so mr cat and i are gonna Set out to try to make it happen. I mean, I already know that I do it involuntarily. Sure. I wonder sure. if I can actually make it happen. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I don't know, you know, if I make it happen and then I can't turn it off. Yeah. Because <laughs> she talked about that, you know? I don't. I, I don't think that's I don't think that's. I mean, the, the people that I know, I know two women that I've had play experiences with who describe themselves as squirters. It happens all the time, similar to Lola Jean's situation, mm-hmm. where mostly any sexual stimulation is going to result in squirting. And uh, I, I think that's relatively rare that that you fit into that category of it happening all the time. So I don't I think, think you're, you're going right. to break yourself. I think you're right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what about you? What are you going to do? Well, I'm going to take Lola Jean's advice and start with exploring myself. Right. Cool. She talked about masturbation and I think it was three or four months ago. Mr. Ams bought me a toy uh, from the casual toys site and I haven't used it that much. It is one of those air pulse or clit sucker toys, but it also has a G spot simulator. So stimulator. So it's this like massive pink toy that I I never want to take out for partnered play because where's the partner going to go? There's like no room for him. (laughs) Um, Plus, I find that the clit sucker toys aren't easy to use during partnered play because they Mm -hmm. have to be in a very specific Right in the right spot. So unless they're like not, they're just holding it on you, it's not a great toy to use for partnered play. But I think... If the goal is to understand what kind of stimulation creates this result, mm-hmm. then I have to I have to know what's going on in my own body. And so I'm going to use my hands and I'm going to use right. this toy. I'll put a link to the toy on the show notes in case anybody's curious what it looks like. <laughs> that sounds like fun. But I think that's the place to yeah. start. Yeah. So I'm going to yeah. find a quiet evening where... Mr. Ams is like at a hockey game or something and and uh, get to work. I'm a sexy homework. I have a hard time with masturbation. Why? Because I come too fast. Okay. And so the buildup is not adequate. And I, I'm telling you, like, I can come in like 15 seconds. And boo hoo. Uh, yeah. <laughs> I know. I know. It's a, it's a, it's a, it's not the worst problem to have. Well, but whenever I, and sometimes it can help me fall asleep really fast. Well, there you go. <laughs> but um, I don't, I don't find it super exciting. So maybe you have to, if 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 you want to, right? You don't have right. to do anything. Right. But like maybe 
if you want to approach it as a form of self-care and like really drag that shit out, right? Mm-hmm. You could light the candles and you could, but, but my <laughs> point is like, myself. yeah, you could, instead of going straight mm-hmm. for the clit, right? You could touch other parts of your body. Like, sure. can That's a you idea. orgasm just through nipple stimulation? I can't. I no, I cannot. <laughs> Maybe try that. <laughs> Who knows? It could be fun. Maybe. You know, or just try yeah. to stimulate. Um, if you come really fast from clitoral stimulation, try to stimulate some other part of your body. Um, just stretch it out a yeah. little bit. If okay. it's fun. I like, I don't masturbate that often. I don't, I, I have so much sex. Like, right. When it, are we going to masturbate? I, I, Those right. nights are to take a break. Right. <laughs> or it's like you say, it's like, Come a couple of times really quickly to fall asleep because I don't want to take a Tylenol PM or whatever. (laughs) But it's it's not I I don't masturbate for self care all that often Mm because I happen to have more than one amazing partner who I have amazing sex with, and you know I don't necessarily need it to get that kind of pleasure. But um, I think when it comes to understanding your own body, Yes. yes. Nothing beats masturbation. It's right. a good place to start. So that's cool. where I'm going to start. Sounds good. All right. We well, better get to it. Let's get to it. <laughs> so that's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex. Now go get some. If you love the Two Hot Wives podcast, be sure to subscribe. And if you really love the show, rate us or give us a review on Apple Podcasts or Spotify. Thanks for listening. Do you want to just record that real quick? Yeah, let's do that. That's our show. Thanks for swinging by. All right. That's our show. No. That was a little high. Too high. (laughs) That's our show. Thanks for swinging by. And don't forget, you deserve great sex.